0: If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Explore Together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on July 19th, 2020 over on twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat as we continue our discussion over the Vault of Glass. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is
1: the Corgi face desk spamming green-eyed music lover. If you've never had an incentive to come into our chat (laughs) for live chat, you should do that now. Because whenever we're streaming, we have new emotes. And, oh, Blue, what was the name of the Uh, artist? I can't remember her name.
0: Yes, Cassie Nova Art and Design. Amazing, amazing artist. She
1: just did four new emotes for us. And one of them is a face desking corgi. Like it is a corgi that is halfway laying off of this desk, is just face planted in there with a little sweat thing. And I, the most amazing aspect of this is that Blue has the stream set up where the background yeah. stays static and then there's an overlay. But in between those two layers, you can actually make an explosion of emotes of whatever you put on there. So, this emote just went live tonight while we're recording, and there are corgis flying all over the place that are just face-desking, and it's like 4th of July, but for puppies who are disgruntled.
0: Who are disgruntled. Oh. Yep, there it, there is it goes amazing. again. <laughs> there they go.
1: <laughs> it is a great, great thing.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: But, But Bloom, we're doing an advanced episode and not playing with Courtney's. I'm
0: going to try really hard not to. Uh, Man. But yeah, no. So we just uh, real quick. Obviously, you probably picked up on it. Uh, We're recording this one uh, a couple days after the intro session because... I had to go help my sister-in-law move in. They've just purchased a house so I had to help them for the past couple of days move in and get stuff all situated because they also have a small child and small children make moving very difficult. So, that's, that's that is the explanation as to the delay of the recording which anyone who's listening to the podcast probably not going to you won't notice a difference. Um, but yeah, so you know, enough with enough with that. Let's just jump right in. I think the plan the plan for this one is really we're gonna we're gonna talk about the new information because there's been a significant amount of new information since Vault of Glass, um, but how that information kind of breaks. Uh, breaks or makes new theories about what exactly happens within the vault Um, and then we're also going to look at some of the thoughts of what we could possibly see in the reintroduction of the vault Um, you know thoughts on what we can see and then hopes for specific events or even changes of the vault because since we have already gone through vault and we kind of broke it the first time through it's going to obviously be slightly different uh, this next time through or or at least I hope it'll be a slightly different um, because it would be a really good opportunity to, to see some new twist on old faces I guess it would be the best way to say that um, mm-hmm. let's see so new information green where would we where would we want to start on the new information?
1: Well how about the fact that one of the characters that we know is tied to, vault of glass we kind of hinted at this a little bit in the introduction is not dead just trapped and that would be it's pahanan right not Pradith.
0: No, Pradith is trapped Pradith. pahanin okay. is as far as we know we actually had this conver. i think we had this conversation in chat the other night uh pahanin mm-hmm. is deceased as far as we know And it is very strongly implied that Dredgen Yor is the one who killed him. It is not confirmed, I will specify that, but there is a number of implications that Yor was the one who kind of put Pahani down. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in the book Aspect, back from Shadowkeep, we actually got some more information about Praetith and how Pratith is not gone as we... Never got really a conclusive evidence that he was dead, but he's also not exactly among us. He's trying to find his way out. And Mirative is the, I believe, the first card that we get with him in it that is in this book. Unless it's not Deontic, but Uh, Deontic talks about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's Deontic. And
1: yeah, with his introduction to the Ishtar Collective team that had also gone into... The vex network prior to the collapse, which is interesting that oh, nope, with sorry, the correction,
0: uh, it is mirative. You, not you prior. Were, you were corrective. You were corrective. It's okay. Mirative.
1: Okay. So mirative happens first. Then you get deontic and jussive and irrealis and epistemic. Mm-hmm. Those are all entries that we've gotten recently regarding Praetith. and I believe they're all part of the aspect book. Uh, like I said, the Ishtar collective team has some of their reflections, if we're going to call them that, from their original experiment, have made their way to Pratith and has worked with him, yet at the same time annoyed the snot out of him. <laughs> I think is the easiest yeah. way to put it. Um, oh my goodness. I kind of just want to read these few cards. Because I think realist Iriel-
0: is the one that... Yeah, that's that's the ending where all of them finally mm-hmm. the the culmination of the the annoyance the annoying alliance, I guess you would call it, kind of comes to, together.
1: Right. the uh, The thing that's nice about the alliance coming together is you get kind of this hint that they're stepping through somewhere, some when, and coming back through the Vex network into our reality, and we don't know exactly when or where they're coming through. The interesting thing is, is that hints to me personally that they're stepping through the Vex network, but maybe not into our reality. But it may be tethered to our reality. Or it may not be tethered to our reality. What did you take that as, Jay? I,
0: I yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I think the I was actually kind of expecting. I, I was expecting slash hoping. That at the end of the Garden of Salvation, we would have him mm-hmm. stepping out of that gate before we destroyed it, um, which I think would have been fun. And either that or have Kabir step out of the gate, like have one of the two of them kind of come out. Right. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, but it, it did um, like it is opening up the possibility that Pradith is coming back. Which will be really interesting with all the other craziness that's going on right now. If Pratith comes back, I'm not. I'm honestly, I'm not sure where he'll be. Uh, where he'll fit in.
1: Well, I mean, that's where we're here tonight, don't you think? Who better to help us beat Vogue than to have a new character who's been there? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have especially Aris for all the Hive stuff,
0: right? I mean, Osiris does do Vex, but for the Vault specifically you know Pradith or pahanine or kabir and we know that kabir is not going to be um kabir is not what we have confirmation that kabir is no longer kabir so if we see kabir again because of the in the imbibing of the vex of the radial orient radiolarian fluid um kabir is basically gone the same way asher has but he actually is worse off so like asher you know we have within the lore asher's infection is growing from his arm into into actually him and asher is very concerned about this but kabir actually drank the vex like he actually fully ingested them completely and so his he wanted to
1: go on that zoom zoom. Ride. Yeah,
0: his his infection, if you will, is significantly more. And he even calls that out in the end of the entry because he says, "If I speak again, I it, you know I won't I won't be Kabir." Um, it was the sacrifice of his that allowed us to actually bypass and defeat Atheon. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, it was a dare say necessary sacrifice, but it was still. You know, it was still a sacrifice. And and in I think it's um pull that back up real quick. In Irialis, Ireal, uh you see at the very end it says somewhere Kabir is always dooming himself. So right. you know, there there is a to borrow a phrase from Doctor Who, there is a fixed point in which that is that is a necessary component of and it, it makes sense. Like even even if we don't look at time travel, if we're just looking at multiple realities, it still would mm-hmm. mean that in every reality that's a that's like a, a linchpin point that in order for the reality to continue, it has to happen this way. Like the event has to cross over. Yeah, the events that lead up to it might be different, but that specific event is going to happen no matter what. It's a it's a mm-hmm for lack of better it's words. It's the button in pre- the quilt. Yeah, it's a predetermined event. that it has It has to mm-hmm. happen.
1: Makes sense. So with Praetith being a possible return, we don't know when or if he's ever actually going to return to this reality. Do we think that we're also going to see the original Ishtar team? Because those were reflections, so they shouldn't necessarily come through, would they?
0: Well, they're not necessarily reflections. They were... Um Fragments Copies. from uh, right. the Vex network. And it did sound like in Eerialis that it says somewhere they are always stepping through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean.
1: This could be my moment. You realize this. This could be like the big, big moment.
0: For Chioma and Maya.
1: No. For Dr. Shin oh, to come walking yeah. through the gate I know you. and look like Osiris.
0: And do the Spider Man. Do the, the Spider Man and hey, you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That I would, would be amazing. I would be so happy if that happens. I, w-
1: if that happens, I would drop everything, message Beard, say we did it, and retire on the spot. I would be like, I've peaked. I've I hate. called this back in Osiris. Curse of Osiris. I'm done.
0: Uh, You're welcome. Have a good night.
1: Hi. Yeah, that would be amazing. Now, um, we, it would just be really cool to see Shem and Dwayne. I kind of want to just smack Dwayne yeah. as soon as he walks through the gate, or just push him back through the gate. <laughs> like, just, just go away. Oh. But, oh my gosh, just all the stories of him just being a complete nutter utter goof, but... It would be neat to see the original team and see if they have any information
0: that we... Even if it's just for a moment before, like, they, you know, if they, like, fade away or whatever, because they are just, you know, digital echoes. Or, I mean, I guess that's the question. Are they actually just digital echoes? Like, at at what point... Right. You know, since we are existing (laughs) in a multiverse... (sighs) See, I go back and forth because some of them would definitely, because the Vex simulated them, or at least we are pretty right. sure the Vex simulated them. So they would be simulations in themselves, but that doesn't mean that they, I don't know. Like, that, Well, that's they
1: also they, made the, the split, right? Like they had the original copies, the original amount of copies that are out there. And there was a series of... Experiments where you have the instance where they say that, hey, they're simulating us having this very conversation mm-hmm. right now. The
0: ghost fragment that effects.
1: was an experiment that was witnessed where they saw that, but I don't know if that necessarily meant that the copies themselves were another layer of this right cake. Right. right. Well, so, and speak, so what I right? mean is like
0: because like if you go if you go back to the ghost fragment vex story. They have Mm -hmm. a scene at the very end where I think it's fragment four. um, There's a scene where they are loading those 227 copies of themselves into the VEX network. And the way that it read was like, it kind of felt like they were watching them walk to there. And it's like, wait, Mm -hmm. hang on. If they're similar, like, and so that made me think, oh, these are actually like, like, they actually exist. Um, You know, I, I would be... I, I would also really like and you know let's talk about just for a second like what would be really cool is like if 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 Praetor comes back he comes back in like a team of like the five of them and then as they step through right. the four kind of like dissipate into Disappear. but like you know they're still there like you see them for a flash I think that would be a really cool homage to to them um, they don't even have to I don't think they would even have to say anything just have have them right there um,
1: that would be cool it'd be an essentially an almost fire team walking out right right like a raid team so the thing that i would find interesting and uh and parable asked a really good question in the chat is it necessary though for these characters to come back considering this game is now becoming our guardian story wouldn't it be better for the the characters to stay gone i think that the large grouping it would make sense to do what more of what Blue was saying with the fact that they dissipate, possibly, as being a worthwhile thing. Because it's paying an homage to a set of characters that were such a huge, pivotal point in our story originally, back in D1, when we uh, we uh, log into the Ishtar Collective, that it would tie back to Venus. It would tie back to Ishtar Collective. And it would tie back to the Golden Age, again, with these researchers discovering all these different things about the vex and the anomalies that are happening beyond that if we have no guide into the vault of the glass we really don't have a reason to go there there's no character right now that's tied to it that's in game that i can think of because osiris is the closest one Mm.
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean other other than maybe some
1: sort of guide other we have no toland for it that would make no sense
0: well my only thought oh my gosh if
1: Toland was no, involved? no, no.
0: But like, if you have a simulation guide through the vault of glass, like Toland, but it's one of the team,
1: that would be cool. That would be
0: really cool. I don't, I don't expect that to happen because that would be a lot of work. But that would be really cool. Is have like a simulation lead you through the vault? That would, that would be really cool. Um, I would. Well,
1: they have the the ghost assets, so right. It would be hard to throw those yeah, guys. Yeah, that's in well, there. that's what I
0: was thinking. Is like just have the the ghost. As- I mean, even if you just had the ghost aspects. Kind of floating around the vault, but as the team, mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of cool. I don't, I don't know how you could spin that. I, yeah, but um, I was going to say, you know, I don't think it would be necessary. But to to counterpoint that, I mean, the game has always been our guardian story. Um, sure, and I think that. But this. there was a
1: much more, there was a lot more emphasis on developing other characters' backgrounds, right? Like we had that at yes. the beginning of D two. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think that's what that's where I. I while it's not necessary, I think that in D two, it has gained traction that we see a lot of this development because, and the, mm-hmm. you know, I've I have I feel like I haven't said this in a long time, but like D one was really world building, like the whole you know whole thing they didn't really populate it d2 is like okay we have this whole thing built sure. let's start adding flavor let's add it, add flesh right. to the skeleton context that we have. um and that's why i think d2 for for as much as you know, sometimes the mechanics have annoyed me, I've stuck with it because from a storytelling perspective, this is the part that I absolutely love. It's like the, the peppering right. in of like various characters and their nuanced, you know, idiosyncrasies and stuff like that it makes it really interesting. Sure. And I, I really like short of Praetith coming back. The only other person who I would really see being a really good hook is Kabir. And that's for a completely yeah, different dead, Well, but if Kabir is right, dead, right. Kabir, I mean, it would be
1: cool if Kabir came back and
0: was just like, well, "Hey, if he's the big bad. let me
1: walk you through everything. Why would he be a big bad? Because like, just he because of the consumption of the Vex, c- of mm-hmm, the vex
0: milk. Mm-hmm. Yep, he is not. Then
1: Asher's a big bad. I mean,
0: well, Asher
1: is Asher going to be our guide for that? Then
0: I would say Asher is in the process of potentially becoming a big bad because he's being coming infected, and that's and that's the tragedy of Asher's story, right? Is that he knows what's happening to him and he can't stop it like that's that's my my thing with him so like seeing kabir in the same way that praedith could be like okay here let's show you the way kabir could be like come get me you know like his because he again he said he isn't kabir anymore he could be he's right. he's basically the dark side of what was going on with saint 14 Saint Fourteen was neutralized they, by the Vex with the the martyr mind and everything, but they were never right. they never not corrupted. assimilated. Yeah, but they never. Right. But they've always been trying to understand the light. Kabir right. could be simulate that. the light. Mm-hmm. Kabir could be Lock a into the linchpin to that whole thing.
1: Yeah, but if Kabir's being transformed into a Vex, like or was transformed into a Vex, like Asher was, and supposedly Captain from <laughs> Failsafe, what what? <laughs>
0: I forgot about Captain. Why?
1: Oh, Captain. <laughs> that, that one. I mean, it would be a really cool story hook in a totally different direction than I think that they've led breadcrumbs c- towards, mm-hmm. but I really want to actually take a commercial break and go into this a bit yeah, more. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So let's do that. So see you on the other side.
0: Hey there. My name's Jameson, or Big Cat.
1: And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose.
0: And together, we are the hosts of The DL. Weekly gaming news.
1: Each week we bring you the top stories from last week as well as something you might have missed.
0: Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming.
1: And every week we have a special guest join us in the chat room where we discuss a different gamer-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download.
0: And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Gyms.
1: So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation.
0: Good luck and have fun, everybody.
1: And remember, keep your goose loose. And we're back. And we're going to talk about how my head hurts a little bit with the idea of possibly Kabir being a big baddie for the updated Vogue Vault of Class. If Kabir loses himself completely to the Vex and is completely transformed into the Vex, but still retains, do you think he would retain a sense of light? also what happens to his ghost like there's so many questions of why and how they would have to go through to make this work
0: well i mean so the first answer is what happens to his ghost i mean to be fair this i mean it wouldn't be the first time that a ghost charge is lost and the ghost moves on we've seen that Mm-hmm. um now the difference is here. Like I, I think that the ghost could either be dead, or it could just you know it could. I mean, there's plenty of examples of where that ghost could be. The ghost could be one of the nine ghosts that Orange contacted. You know, for all we know, because those there's there was one or two ghosts there that mentioned that they lost their charge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if if we're talking possibilities there. Um, as far as right, like, but
1: that would mean that the vex would have to not only key into his particular frequency, like they did with Saint. They would also have to figure out a way to take over the ghost.
0: Well, if, like, if they, if they or drain it, yeah. If they actually, if they, if they assimilated him with his light, but because he, because of the way, like. So the difference between him and Saint 14 here is that the Vex set out with the goal of understanding the, understanding Saint 14 and actually neutralizing his light. Kabir on the other hand actively kind of imbibed the Trojan horse and actually mm-hmm. committed a like committed suicide in in a weird way. Sure. And sure. he did it, you know, he obvi- he did it to create the aegis, but the way that he offed himself for lack of a less crude way is i could see him coming back in the same way that we had the siva siva fied um iron lords like Mm -hmm. they're not guardians they are just the shells of what they were but they are still moving like i can see that being like something i like in my head it would just be a really cool nod to that entire thing to have kabir be the new templar like because he was that was his that was his big thing was he he formed the Agus to take out the Templar and ultimately would to take out Atheon and also because when I say the word Templar I think of a big knight and Kabir is kind of that that big Titan figure um, I would just I would really think that would be a really cool like parallel um,
1: it would no be. The prob-
0: no like no backup information on that at all
1: the problem though would be. If the ghost is the key to having us utilize light, then if Kabir came back or Kabir came back and was assimilated fully, he would not technically have the ability, as far as we know, to be able to utilize light. Correct. So he would just be another Atheon. So would well, he be... would just
0: be. I would. I don't think he'd be another Atheon. I think if anything, he would be because Atheon is specific function De- right. within, and I i would hold that atheon is i i mean i i hate to say this but atheon is eternal like he is as long as the vex have the vault um to to use atheon is really as their
1: anchor mm-hmm.
0: atheon yeah. is really like the way my head can and the way i've always understood it is like the the the, the vault of glass is like a subway station all the different realities sure. are trains that come through the subway station and Atheon is mm-hmm. the master conductor that is making sure that all the train he's not the conductors on the trains he's actually the the I can't know I don't I can't remember what they're called he's the hub yeah he is the 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 master of the hub he is the one that is making sure that all the trains come and go as they're scheduled so as sure. long as that hub exists there will be an atheon it might not necessarily be the atheon that we've experienced because we destroyed that atheon but there will be an atheon um,
1: the problem is that that also gets into the same problem with the vex gate um, that we did back in uh, season of undying the undying mind mm-hmm that has a similar connotation because the undying mind is in multiple realities Correct. and we literally tried to hunt him through all of them if there's an infinite amount of realities technically there's still an infinite amount of undying minds that we haven't touched yet
0: which is because... actually my argument to that whole scenario i don't think right. i don't like i i as soon as they started doing oh there's this there's in all the realities that's where we're hunting him i'm like this is a never-ending quest
1: Well, actually, I think there is a a loophole for it. You ready? Mm -hmm. Vance talks about in one of the newer cards how we are tethering different realities to our own. If that is the case, that means that there is a finite amount of realities that the undying mind is tethered to our own. Which means theoretically, there could be realities of the undying mind that is not connected to our own because we haven't pulled them through. Or we haven't connected them together via the tesseract.
0: Right, right. But I mean, what I'm saying is, like in in a in a multiverse theoretical existence, you're going to have, depending on how different realities are brought into existence. Usually, it's sure the theories is based around like string theory and stuff like that, and quantum. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's quantum tunneling. I believe is when that comes in. Um, but usually, the the conclusion is is that you have an infinite number of realities uh, or parallel universes or whatever so whether or not they're tethered like the thing is is like they will always there will always be a reality in which you know the undying mind atheon whatever exists and so if you have a device that can at will connect to another reality then you're always going to have that threat like that's that's the thing is like with the sundial or with the vault of glass because it is a conflux of all those realities or even if because it is able to be a conflux they can reach out and grab another strand and plug it in Mm -hmm. Um, which is what they did with the undying mind they they scoured the realities and brought it back
1: correct and the problem like obviously if there is an infinite amount though that gets into that numbers problem again Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah because but eventually you're going to overload if you're
1: not things. correct if you're not reaching out to grab another strand though there is a finite amount of right. strands
0: Cor- yes there's that's the, and that's that in and of itself is kind of like the paradoxical nature of the multiverse if you are allowing for the blending of them there is mm-hmm. there is going to be <laughs> the damage yeah it. there's there there has to be a limitation because like you you can't you can't have, I can't remember what what law of physics it is, but you literally can't have something exist in the same space as another thing. Like, there, there is a point at which things cannot coexist in and of themselves. And so if you start blending realities together and stacking them, stacking them, and stacking them, and stacking them, and stacking them there is going to be a point at which that crunch is just going to get too much. And either the thing mm-hmm. that you're crunching together is going to implode or it's just literally it's going to be too dense and you can't, it's just going to start bouncing things off. Like it, it's just, there is a limit to the compression rate of as far as we know phys- in physics, there is a limit to the compression rate. Like there, there is a point at which you can't combine things, which is why, you know, talking about the like Ahamkara and all of them that is also where the dangers start coming there is because every time you make a wish with an om car, it's, it's pushing another thing into our reality. Um, now that all being said, you can also see, and I think we've kind of talked about this, but you could also argue that that is exactly the reason why, you know, the winnower and the weaver are at odds is because it's like, okay, you are getting to a point where this compression is getting too much. And so now we have to we have to
1: when we're in garden. we have to
0: like you know pull yeah. them off oh thanks Pence the sure. poly exclusion principle I think is what it is hmm. I'm gonna look that up real interesting.
1: quick interesting yeah so
0: oh that's if, the two things cannot exist in the same space at once
1: I see the Atheon and Vogue itself because Vogue is such a conflict that is so much more connected than even the sundial
0: mm-hmm. yes yes
1: Because the Vex made it and not us. Take that in a little bit. How much power did the Sundial have with Osiris making it?
0: Well, and if we remember too, the Sundial was created by Osiris duct-taping things that even the Drifter was nervous about together. Mm -hmm. And it was also designed for one specific thing, to rescue Saint-14. Whereas Vault of Glass is... The Vex literally, so like when, you, when we talk, sorry, um, when we talk about confluxes, that's another term mm-hmm. for like confluence. And a confluence is basically the best way to kind of think about it is if you have uh, two rivers and the same size, same size rivers, but then they, they, they blend together. That's a junction point at which these two rivers come in together and they form into one. Um, so it's the process of merging them which is where it's getting interesting because the vault of glass is literally the merging point of all these different timelines and realities. I would stress it's going to re realities because I'm still, still not convinced that we're actually doing time travel. Um, but that's another conversation probably, but like all these realities right. are being blended and merged and woven into our own at this point or into a singular one. Now, the other thing that we know about the Vex is that they research other realities to find the reality in which they are going to win, and then they secure that reality, and you can see how they secure that reality and then, and then converge all the other realities around that one to make that reality real, uh, to make that the only reality. Now... When you talk about that, that's why Vault of Glass is this massive computer. Like this it's just this massive thing. It is infinitely more powerful than the sundial because the sundial is doing a similar concept, but on a much, 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 much smaller scale. Because it is do it's in whereas like the vault of glass is like looking at all the strands of these different tapestries and merging them into a single one. I kind of take the sundial as looking at okay, this strand right here, this single strand that's purple. Where is this one? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one that we want.
1: So here's a funny thought. The Sundial is a computer that's never been defragmented. The Vault of Glass has defragmentation built into it with the Gorgons.
0: Uh, yeah. I can...
1: It's an imperfect analogy. No, no, no. I'm just,
0: I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, but I would also argue that the Sundial, like going through that example, like the sun. I would argue that the Sundial probably as it's designed would never need to be defragmented cuz it's it's like a it's it's like a a raspberry pi computer right you know it's like it's it's designed it's a very little thing that's designed to do one specific task now you can chain it to right. other things that can you know daisy chain them but like right. whereas the vault of glass is like you know your pc but i So if we're going through like
1: the switchboard idea, right, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the idea that the sundial is a switchboard connecting all these different realities to our own. The fact that in the Vault of Glass, a Gorgon can just pull out a plug and it's just no longer there anymore. I mean, that to me seems like it's a way more efficient version of the sundial turned up to like 12 and 13 yes you are yes literally unplugging something from existence
0: right and i would which also get back in no go for it sorry
1: i was just gonna say which gets us back to the idea of vex and paracausality
0: yeah i would say like my my thing that i was gonna say is like the other thing to keep in mind with the gorgons and with the oracles are that when they scratch you out it's not just in the vault it's out of everything right
1: everywhere Mm -hmm.
0: whereas with the sundial when we defeated things in the sundial they just ended like they they didn't cease to exist in reality they just that that thread was cut at that point whereas with the gorgons it feels like that thread is like literally either pulled or burned out of existence
1: but that, that has to do with the computing power, don't you think? Because the yeah. sundial itself is a limited linear time moving forward, whereas the vault of glass can go forward and back. Yeah. Because you can go as far back into the past as you need to, as well as as far into the future. So you just get yanked out. Funny thing is, though, even though, it's like, was it, Caber wasn't erased, but it, the other three fire team members, because you had. Pahanan, and Kabir, then there's supposedly three others that totally got yanked from existence at all. Mm-hmm. How is it those three still made it?
0: They were really good at dodging Gorgons. <laughs> Actually, I don't think they even got to the Gorgons, if I remember correctly. I don't think they got, I think to, they the got to the Gorgons, Templars. So they must have run away before the Oracles popped out, which would make sense. And then you had
1: three foolhardy. Do we know what uh, classes those guys are? No. Praetith, Kaber. Oh, Praetith,
0: Kaber. uh, Pahanin was a hunter, Praetith was was a warlock, and Kaber was a titan. It was literally one of each.
1: Okay. Man. Okay. You know, do you have any ideas of things that you think that the... I mean, you had talked about the idea of Kaber possibly being a raid boss...
0: I would even I would I even still be don't like I mean yeah, I mean and I and I hear like you a, even a mini I, boss? Yeah, I would think like I said, what I would really like to see is Caver as like the new Templar. Like like the hat like one of the, like the war priest or you know, something like not 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 the big bad. I still think that if we're gonna do a vault of if we're gonna get Vault Glass two I am ninety percent sure that the big bad at the end is still gonna be Atheon. Like I d I don't Sure I don't see another final fight in the vault of glass because that's just that atheon is the vault vault like he is part of the vault it exists like, because of him yeah right. it, well yeah it exists because he is controlling the pieces and he exists because the vault exists like that that's like it's an right. inseparable thing um so like i don't think i'd be actually kind of surprised if atheon wasn't included as as at least part of the final fight um, the Templar, however, is where I can be like, that would be, I think would be really cool is to see like a nod to this, this story of Kabir because Kabir, and, and the only reason this makes sense in my head is because it would be a cool like parallel because Kabir, mm-hmm. you know, in a tragic way, Kabir killed himself to defeat the Templar. And so sure. he become like, he becomes that which he, you know, except it's not going to be, it's like, it wouldn't be Kabir. It would just be his frame if you will
1: do you think that any like they obviously have to change the rate up a little bit it can't be exactly cut and paste from d1 people would riot although i mean some people would it probably i, mean, love that I would too. not be
0: among the ones rioting because i absolutely love the vault but i i agree i think it's going to be a little bit different yeah
1: but story wise it's got to do something different
0: i think that from a story I, perspective it would make perfect sense that it would be different because we have already mm-hmm. infiltrated it once so, any, A couple times. Yeah, I mean, even from like a basic security standpoint, you would change the path. Like, you know, like, if you know it can be broken into, close that door and, you know...
1: Right. I mean, if you think about all the different times we've broken in there, we went in with the original Vault of Glass team, with Kaber Pahanan, and Pratith, plus the other three that we don't know. Then our team goes in there, our Guardians team... Then we go in again when Oryx tries to get in there, right? Uh, there was that mission yes. where we get the no time to explain. No, yeah, yeah. I as think well, it
0: was. It was ta- I think that was like the first time we saw Taken in there. I can't right. remember if that was. I want to say that was before we defeated Oryx.
1: I'm curious. Well, I it was it was some of the echoes and stuff in there wasn't it like i'm trying to remember yeah i know that that's i think that it was, was like so the Taken ago. War.
0: i think it might have been i made i think it might have been during the taken war which would have been yeah. after oryx because it was i can't i honestly i can't remember the big one that i remember is obviously the first run through um mm-hmm. the praedith mission and then the um uh skull skull loss yeah, Skolos stole, stole the vex tech to run through realities, but I don't think right. if I remember right, Skolos never actually made it into the vault. Like we never actually—I don't think we ever no. went in. We went above it. I think because we went, we had to climb. It, when we were
1: we, in a different section of oh, the. Okay, okay, I know that we were using was, tech. It was a different part of yeah. Venus. Let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll jump back into this with some more predictions on how many parts and things that we think is going to happen with the raid.
0: Would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelholt, a sea of thieves podcast, in your podcast app of choice, or head over to robotsradio.net or CaptainLogan.Podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. And
1: we're back. And honestly, Blue, I think that. We're going to get a different way to get into the vault. I don't think we're still going to do sink plates. I think they're going to change that a little bit.
0: Oh, wicked correct me. I, we did go into the vault with Skolas. We got to the Templar area. Okay. That's right. That's right. Because he, he tapped into the oracles.
1: Which is also scary. Yeah, that was terrifying. Like the vo- the vault being controlled by Fallen, orcs. Also, the fact that we got, went in there for the Exo Stranger stuff, too, and Praetith stuff. Like there's the Vex is not a very secure place if you really get down to it. But do you I think we're gonna get totally different entry into the vault. I don't think we're gonna go in through sink plates through the front door like we did before. I would be very surprised if the pathway is the exact same. Although I'm sure there are um assets that they reuse. Mm-hmm. But they've gotta I don't know. I mean, like
0: I could see us still ending up at the Templar as well. Sure. I can see us and then like Honestly, after the Templars, well, like I can see the path being somewhat the same. Like the the Harpies patrol the might Gorgons be changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Gorgons patrols might have changed, but like that that labyrinth, I could see mostly being pretty similar. Because I mean, really, honestly, after the Templars, well, it was a pretty short jaunt to Atheon. Like you drop down, right? You dodge Gorgons, and then you do the Superman jump across the path uh, across the way, um, right?
1: I think honestly, one of the things I find interesting is the tie into where we're at currently. Because right now, we've talked about ideas that it's going to be a completely new set of characters bringing us in there, as far as like NPCs. Mm-hmm. But why go back to Venus in the first place? We could mention something in chat that makes me wonder, because we have the upcoming Zavathun expansion. What if Coria goes in there and the raid is now more taken rather than Vex? Or maybe we're helping the Vex. Or, I mean, that does not seem like a good idea in any way, shape, or form, but preventing Zavathun from taking Atheon. Because what happens if she did that? She always does everything obliquely. She's never going to approach you directly.
0: I could see Coria going in. So here's, here's another on that thing like talking about like rescuing our enemy so this is mm-hmm. this is the thing that i was talking about in chat too so you you mentioned we don't know what happened with kabir's ghost right sorry i'm, I'm on a kabir kick tonight um yeah it's fine which i mean I, I don't get an excuse to be on a kabir kick for what four years five years now <laughs> um mm-hmm. what if kabir's ghost is still around and what if one of the parts of the raid is us saving Kabir with the Aegis to allow his ghost to retake him. To take him back to, from the to Vex? To take him back, to rescue Kabir from the Vex right. using the Aegis but, that is imbued with his life.
1: Time out in question. Does Asher still have his ghost?
0: Asher still does have his ghost. However, his ghost was also slightly infected with Vex, which is why Asher does not know if his ghost can resurrect him. Because he doesn't, which is why Asher is petrified of flying a jump ship. Right. Uh, Because he has not died since his accident. And he has no intent on testing what he is afraid is an inability of his ghost. Uh, Who is a Mm -hmm. female. I don't believe we actually recognize, I don't think we've gotten her name just yet. But he has done some slight experiments with her with her you know, mm-hmm. permission she's she, not the drifter but um he's he's very afraid that she will not be able to resurrect him if he were to die which is why he is uh which is why he makes everyone come to him which is going to be the tragic mm-hmm. thing with the whole um getting Pyramid. uh yeah getting everyone off the planets uh because asher is going to have to face a number of his fears in doing that so, I'm oh, i'm really curious mm-hmm. to see how that gets played out
1: we're just gonna dive bomb in there with a like a cabal ship. We're gonna, have to, chip like we're gonna we have to. We're gonna
0: have to like <laughs> <laughs> medicate Asher, knock him out.
1: Oh my gosh, Prozac? <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, he'd still talk a million miles an hour. Uh, oh,
0: dancing has a has a counter thing. He's like, we're gonna. He's gonna talk talking about Kabir. He's like, the Vex will weaponize Kabir, but guess what? We're getting dark powers, so. We we might be able to. I just I mean like I I just I kind of have this like itching in my head that Kabir Pradith is going to play a part. I just don't see how they couldn't. This is such a perfect opportunity for them to be brought back, and we've already seen them bring back characters like Saint Fourteen, Osiris. You know, like Mm -hmm. these big name characters have been reintroduced, and even if it's not on screen, I don't even care if it's not on screen. But, like, having them being brought back into the fold of the story, I think, is just such an... And, and, you know, Praetith, we've already seen it. Praetith is... I mean, Praetith has been beautifully written to the point where all it will take is us opening up a gate, and pop, there he is, you know. Yeah, that's true. What if that's that's the reason
1: we go into the vault? What if we get some sort of communication with uh, Kaber? Oh my gosh. Because he's been trying to radio out, and we go into the vault to rescue him, and at the end, after we boop... Atheon off the off the side of the map no, they like put we bumpers used to up. for good old times sake <laughs> i know up. but like wake dream we just have somebody shoulder the charge them.
0: yeah the one that the one that that was really noticeable on was Templar. <laughs> just shoot the bumpers shoot, shoot go over there Ah! yeah <laughs> uh huh
1: oh, i never actually got to witness that oh, i really was, wish it, though
0: it was so funny like it actually one of was the more animation work to things do that. I, it was more work to get him to fall off than it was worth. Like,
1: <laughs> oh sure, but like the animation thing, I wish that Bungie would have done, and I wish they would do it with like any of the assets. And I know it would be an absolute nightmare to program in, but have every time something comes to an edge, it falls just straight down. I want something to come to the edge, and I want it to just teeter off and then fall off,
0: or do the and just tumble, Wily Coyote. Huh? just huh? like those huh? spinning huh? the legs you wouldn't
1: see it on the Templar you wouldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that would be fun I'm curious though uh, what, else, what else are they talking about everybody's got some really good theories in chat tonight and it's hard to keep up
0: well and I know a lot of people I'm like sure. when we start talking about bringing characters back there's such a there's such a, 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 a slew of characters that would be so cool to see come back into into main focus right and i mean that's that's the Mm -hmm. double-edged sword of a well-written narrative um is that you know that's like it's it reminds me a lot of you know wheel of time because there's such a large cast it was like no matter what what characters were being focused on there was always one character that you're like but what is he doing or what is she doing right now Mm -hmm.
1: Um, sure (laughs) only if they hold up the sign
0: before they fall my I, real just quick, the, r- yeah, real quick on that. That was one of the best part I think it was the first vessel of the lost in order to uh masterwork one of the uh the uh, the Atheon mask. You had to fall off the tower, you had to mm-hmm. jump off the tower. I think it was a triumph or something that was attached to it, and it was like nice. I just tip of the hat to best that was just the best thing yeah. ever. Sorry, but yes, <laughs> continue.
1: No, I was just thinking through um, just the Vault of Glass, Kaber, our involvement, the involvement of ghosts going through. Here's a theory for you. And this is going back to the idea of the possibility of Dr. Shem um, and all the the rest of them, the Ishtar team coming through, which wouldn't that be a, a cool little tip of the hat to our Ishtar team coming, just having the Ishtar team come through. But would the fact that they're civilians mortal affect their ability to exist within our own reality or would it would it have a dorian at gray effect
0: so or would it oh because
1: man. they re-enter our stream at that point
0: so that's an interesting, it just is
1: the start of their new story
0: so that's actually that's it that's an interesting argument too because like when you that's one of the paradoxes with time travel in general Um, especially when you have things like bootstrap paradox or uh, what's called as what they're usually called as ontological paradoxes Um, because they're without like a bootstrap paradox it's a cycle like it's it's Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry bootstrap paradox is basically when something from the future gets sent to the past that then inspires it to be created or is it being created and it starts creating this loop in which there is no discernible difference between when it was created and when it wasn't. Like it just it's right. a it's a constant. The problem is is that you have things like the law of entropy, which means that basically, eventually, that thing that keeps getting sent in a circle is going to break down and 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 fall apart. So, mm-hmm. but then you also have, uh, hang on, I think it's the um, uh, you have that's when you have like the timeline protection or timeline protection hypothesis uh, that we kind of mentioned in the in the. Uh, intro that is basically a hypothesis that states that any attempt to create a paradox will fail due to a probability distortion being created which basically which in short means namely the universe will favor an improbable event happening in order to prevent an impossible one so because that bootstrap paradox exists it's impossible for it to not exist um and so mm-hmm. it will like improbable events will happen around that item to force a, it
1: to, to be continue to exist, yeah, right.
0: Um, right now, the law of entropy is where you also get this thing called Theseus's paradox. Uh, Theseus's paradox is this idea where, in in Greek mythology, Theseus was a hero, and his ship was then docked at I can't remember the the port, but it's been docked at a port for centuries. Well, over time, it's a ship things fall into disrepair so what they would do is they would repair it piece by piece and the paradox at this point in time is there there is an actual ship there still that is referred to as theseus ship but the point is is like well but is it theseus's ship because it has been repaired so piecemeal over time that arguably there is not a single piece of that ship left that is the original ship but does right, that, but
1: if you're going to take that argument, that's the same thing with our human body just naturally right. no, Every No, no three and that's, months and that's, we're completely regenerated. right, so and
0: that's the argument against the law of entropy with time travel is if mm-hmm. you if you have like a, a pocket watch or something like that and it gets sent back in a time and you know this this particular event gets sent back and all this um you know as pieces fall apart it can get repaired and the the pocket watch itself is never gone. But Right. The, the question is you know, in Perfect Paradox is similar to this in, in Destiny. It's like that shotgun, that is the actual shotgun. Um right. But pieces of it get repaired. So is it the actual well, that's like, how you,
1: know, you get that's how you get the variants, right? That's correct. how you can get shot package on the
0: shotgun. No, no, that's is that's because it that that is cheat ex- and tie realities to our own.
1: <laughs> right. Cuz you're you're basically patchworking your own gun together. It's not the original.
0: Mm. It is the original, well, yeah, but it's also a what, modified yeah, original. Yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like, and that and that's where you get into like the argument of like, you know, multiverses eliminate the need for time travel because different realities um, will have different, I mean, they'll have different laws of physics entirely. Uh, they have different time. Time is, you know, relative. There's even an argument, I know, that um, the law of entropy and the law of causality are... Uh, what is it? They are not um, they're not they're not referred to as absolute laws. they're statistical laws. So mm-hmm. the law of entropy could actually you could actually experience if time travel was a was a variable. Um, within that particular equation, entropy could be reversed in the same capacity that the time frame, the time stream is being reversed. So like mm-hmm. you could have things in the future, come back and have unaged enough time so that when they pass in reality they are at the same like you know it's it's basically resetting the clock on that type of thing mm-hmm.
1: wouldn't that be fun start the whole thing over again well and the problem finish vault of glass and yeah, you the other, finish it and you had the opening screen and it's the d1 oh screen my
0: gosh. so the the other fun thing with bootstrap paradox is that um it requires a it requires predetermination uh, because yeah. there's for a large majority of it, there is no room for wiggle room because it's a fixed timeline, like it's a fixed f- sure. thing.
1: I'm curious though, we haven't talked about one character all that much that could be very, very much so related to Bog and has been in the past. What if the exo stranger is the one sending us in there?
0: Yeah, I could see, I can see, you know, with everything, um, with everything that's going on, honestly, if they're going to bring Fogg back in Beyond Light, that would be my expectation. I, I would see her being, mm-hmm. which then and also ties into Pradith's story because she mm-hmm. was the one. She was one of the ones who saw, or he saw her. I don't remember if she saw him.
1: Don't know, but that would be an easy way to bring him in, and she's currently well will be currently on europa by the time we hit november Mm
0: -hmm. correct
1: but she was also the first the first time that we had physical interaction with her was on venus as well and do we think that well the first time we had interaction with her
0: was on the moon technically
1: physical and like well yeah besides just seeing her like actually talking with her we saw her on venus Mm -hmm. at the ishtar collective
0: which that's part of the thing if we get to go back to venus I really hope that they open back up, like, patrol areas like that. Old, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to I go miss, back, I miss...
1: hmm I miss some of those areas. I miss the area that you were talking about earlier when Skolas takes over and you have to climb mm-hmm. and you get to the top. That, that, was, a, was, a cool that was a cool little... That was a cool skybox. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we capture Skolas as well, that was that same pathway mm-hmm. is when you first mm-hmm. capture Skolas up there. But... Yeah, there's a lot of things. Is there any other like fond memories of either Venus or Ishtar or Bog No? I mean, or like, like I that?
0: just like Venus in general. Like that was that was definitely that was definitely just a favorite patrol area of mine. And like that was yeah. yeah. I loved I loved the skybox that Venus had. Um, mm-hmm. The the it was it was just alien enough but just familiar enough as well like you, sure. you could see like I don't know like it was just so cool the combination of like alien uh, flora and mm-hmm. and then just like you know like but then like things would make sense like you know they would have like pools of water but it would be like iridescent water and stuff like that it was just or acid sure. or stuff like that yeah because
1: do you think we'll get spirit bloom back
0: oh my gosh well we have to have an element right, right? For- everyone loved their spirit yeah. bloom
1: it could be something different, though, because we get Dusklight shards on the EDZ, even though that's still... I mean, we we could theoretically get um, Spinfoil back. Or not Spinfoil. Is it Spinfoil? Spinfoil. Spin, foil? spin, spin foil. Metal. Spin metal. Yeah,
0: Spin Metal was... Um, well, we still have... The spin, Cosmodrome. Yeah, Cosmodrome. That's what I'd say. We still have... No, because we have Dusklight with EDZ. hmm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Venus, we would have Spirit Bloom. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: We're getting rid of... The most likely the stuff from Mars, yep, Mercury,
0: dust. yeah, seraphite's
1: and, gone, accline dust,
0: uh, data lettuce. The, <laughs> it's not. Data, yeah, it's, it's no data, data
1: lettuce is Netus. That's Nessus. Yeah, isn't Nessus? Oh no, no Io. No yeah. Nessus isn't going away. Um, it's Mercury, Titan, Mars. It's everything on the left side of the map.
0: Yeah. What's and the Io crystal? Crystal fronds, whatever they're called.
1: Phase glass.
0: Yeah. And then the spheres. The seeds? Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) I I love how it's just like, we're doing all the physical things so we can help each other out, but nobody on the podcast is going to be able to see this. Blue just basically did the David Bowie thing with his hands to like, if he had like a ball in his hands.
0: Yeah. You know, it got the message across to everyone who's not just listening. Simulation seeds. Mm, Thank you. Yeah
1: yeah okay so i think there's a lot to look forward to with this lots of speculation i'm hoping that we get more breadcrumbs as the summer goes along as we get closer which makes me wonder because of them pushing the release back that kind of breaks the tidy narrative storyline that they have going each week So we're going to have a few... Because if they have a few...
0: Oh, you mean for... A new mission
1: every yeah. week with interference, yeah, right? Yeah, with interference. Every week we're getting closer. Exodus, uh, the Exodus thing. They could theoretically release that at a later date. I mean, the or, they, Exodus you know, thing.
0: or they could... I can't remember exactly how many weeks, but you could just skip a week. Like, here and there. Yeah. I mean, like, I would... I Honestly, I wouldn't even really be upset about that. Like... Right. Because I underst- I, w- I don't know, I'm not even upset with the delay.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not either. I'm actually finally getting like my Wayfarer stuff done and finishing off the Triumphs and all those places. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I'm not sad that they're delaying it because uh-huh. I'd rather them release it and it actually behaves the way that they're intending for it to behave rather than being buggy which is kind of how the game feels right now unfortunately i don't know yeah blue you ready for some shout outs yeah shout outs to our new emotes and to if you God, what you said the name at the beginning cassie and nova. now i forgot cassie name nova again. arts cassie nova yeah go check her stuff out she does really really cute stuff um our emotes in chat are now blue laughing with his head thrown back like the guys from uh, Men and Tights. There's also me doing Oh My God with a face palm. There's a corgi head desk, which, which is, is the most adorable thing ever. Which is
0: Green's favorite.
1: <laughs> it is my favorite. And then the final one is a um, it's a kind of a fun thing that is shenanigans for blue and I, but it's also another tie in to Mr. Penn's Halo. It is a you're welcome <laughs> emote where Shax has luxurious black hair.
0: He's Maui fied and
1: is like Maui fied. <laughs> a little bit of disneyfying happening where he's singing You're welcome. So thank you, Cassie Nova, for making those emotes for us and a huge shout out to you and Hope that your commissions fill up very soon. Beyond that, I don't have any other shout-outs. Blue?
0: Uh, that's that's mine as well, Cassie. You know, it was a absolute pleasure to work with. Um, I would highly recommend checking her out. I, I put the link to her Twitter um, in our chat here in the live stream. I will also link it on to the show notes for anyone who is curious about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's... It's just, it's, it's awesome getting a chance to work with people from the Destiny community um, for different stuff. And that was, that was definitely the case with, with that one. Um, also. We also
1: have a, we had a phone call earlier. Yes.
0: We also have so, some other stuff so, in the works.
1: hmm. With another Destiny community artist who's helping us.
0: Yeah. I'm very so. excited about that as well. And then also, mm-hmm. speaking of which, um, the Guardian's Mental Health is putting together a coloring book. Did you see yeah. this? I thought that was amazing. Uh-huh, I, I don't. I haven't seen where you can get a copy of it just yet, but I believe it's a project that they're they're putting together, and it looks absolutely amazing um definitely encourage if you're interested in that definitely encourage if you're not you should still follow them because they are an amazing resource to have Mm -hmm. as well as just a down-to-earth amazing group of guys and gals um but yeah they're putting together a coloring book and um oh yes green thank you uh we have t-shirts now that are available for the lore network um so if you would like to show your allegiance to team lore we have that linked over on the lore network website i will put a link in live chat here for those who are with us tonight um and then i will also make sure to include a link in the show notes as well but if you also are interested in supporting any of the content creators who are members of the lore network i have all their uh merchandise links i have all those listed on the lore network site so please be please be sure to check those out um yeah that's that's all i have for tonight um so again thank you for your time and until next time remember with wisdom we conquer stand strong stand tall and keep exploring
1: bye
0: Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.
1: You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.